never charge for anybody else singing hey guys welcome back to season five of dark and lovely pod your favorite podcast with your favorite host ohima t and dej and this is a podcast that amplifies the voices of dark-skinned women streaming every friday at 7 a.m so lock in guys mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're telling your friends this and like you know it's fucked and mm-hmm. you felt f- like it made you feel bad in the moment but then like an hour later a day later a week later you're just like oh, okay yeah. because you're used to it it's a cycle mm-hmm. you know and you know what that makes me think about it makes me think about like how we as black people have like intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. you know what i mean and how like you could be going to your friends going to your your family and telling them about the abuse that's happening but they don't even recognize that it's hey guys hey we're back again with another episode yes 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 (laughs) how's your week so far it's been uh, tiring (sighs) but productive how about you wait how's your weekend that's what i should ask my weekend was great um i went to a wedding on saturday and then after the wedding i went to a little engagement party mm-hmm. so it was nice i was filled with love was around a lot of love black love a lot black love yeah the wedding was too was a caribbean girl and a american boy oh and yeah black yeah good to see it yeah what about you how was your weekend my weekend was lit stuff i went to the club you know we put the club up ice cream <laughs> And I feel like that was the first time in a long time where I've gone out and I actually felt like, okay, Teresa, you look nice. Mm. Like, because I feel like I generally, like, feel like, like, when I go out, I'm always feeling myself, like, 95% of the time. But I, I don't know, I just felt like the last couple of times, I think I said this already, but last couple of times, I just felt rushed. I felt like, you know, my edges are sweating out, like, all kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So I just felt very pretty, pretty. And my lace doesn't look that good no more, but I did myself. Oh, nice. Wait, what the fuck? When did she do your hair? Yesterday. Oh, because I'm like, wait, didn't she yeah, didn't she do wig. her own hair? I had a wig, but I just... After having braids for so long, once you put on a wig, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> like, that's how I feel, but at the same time, because, like, it's not... At this point, it's not even that I don't know how to do my edges. Is that there's no product that will lay my edges. Like, even my hair, like the girl that braids my hair like she always tries like different different stuff and she's like honestly like what do you use for your edges and i'm like nothing right she's like yeah i can tell like not yeah i can tell she's trying to like tell me like get this get that i'm like sis honestly like it's okay like yeah nothing can do my edges unfortunately like like my edges can look somewhat decent Mm -hmm. but it's never gonna be like laid for some reason have you tried like straightening your edges with like, yeah. a hot comb and then putting the yeah. thing on? It doesn't work. Really? Yeah. It doesn't work. You know who tried that? Um, the other lady, the Nigerian, the lady that. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And it didn't work. 
would have to relax my hair, but I don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. I actually get really like I know. Don't. I know I'm being a no no no. I don't want it. to, but okay. I don't know if I'm being a hater or um, but I actually get really pissed off when girls relax their hair. Yeah, so do I. Like, why the <laughs> fuck are you doing that? Like, why are you doing that? Literally, why are you putting chemicals so close to your brain? <laughs> Not your brain, child. <laughs> no, but seriously. And I feel like I don't know if this. I feel like this is more like of an African thing. Like mm-hmm. back in like the '90s and early 2000s, like our parents used to like. I used to get my hair permed so much as a kid. Really? Yeah. Like my hair, like it was just a normal thing. Like in the Ghana mm-hmm. community, like just to perm your hair, like yeah. we'd all all our hairs were permed. Like you know what I mean? And I don't think that's good. Like, even, like, yeah, when I was, like, I would, my hair was permed when I was, like, six. Like, yeah, fair times. And then I stopped, and then when I was, like, I think, like, 16, I, um, I don't know. You didn't know me those times, but I used to do those little, like, shortcuts or whatever, Mm -hmm. those pixie cuts, and I used to, like, relax my hair. So, yeah, my hair's been through a lot. And then, like, now, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't but I I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I think about it because I want to do the, those like um those cuts those pixie cuts. I feel like when I had it, when I had it as it like when I was like 16, 17, like I didn't really know what I was doing. Oh, I see what you mean. Like I feel like if I had it now, like it would be mm. really nice. Mm. And another thing I wanted to do was like shave my hair, bald bald not bald but like like almost bald and mm-hmm. then like dye it blonde. Mm, my mom did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she cut her hair. It's like really short, and she dyed it blonde. It looks yeah. really nice though. Yeah, of course yeah. it would. And I feel like that would look really nice on me. And I feel like now that I'm like, like a woman, and like I could dress mm. and like do my makeup and stuff, yeah, I feel like it would be good. really nice, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I see cute. a lot of I see a lot of women doing that now, mm. like shortcut with that and then dyeing it blonde. Yeah. And I feel like the first time I cut my hair, like everyone's like, "Oh, are you gonna dye your dye?" And I'm like, "No." Didn't you dye it red? No. Those times oh. I was I was scared of color. Everyone was telling me to dye it red, dye it blonde. I'm like, you guys are actually crazy. Like, <laughs> why the fuck would I dye my hair in color? Yeah. But like, honestly, but my mom would have a heart attack. <laughs> no, but it looks good. I would do it though. Yeah, you should. It's just yeah. the growing your hair back process that's really mm. tough. Cause like, yeah. you can't get it braided for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then like, you could wear wigs, but the wigs won't lay flat because mm. your hair is not flat. Yeah. But then it's not enough for you to break it down yeah. so it's just like that awkward stage that yeah. I don't want to go through mm-hmm. yeah, that. Mm-hmm. but yeah I had so good. <laughs> we'll see we'll see maybe next summer yeah but I would I definitely wouldn't wear my hair like that to work why especially if I had the job if I still have the job I have now why not because I just feel like I just don't want attention. I feel like when you're young and you're black, like you already have so much attention on you. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you're somebody who gets your nails and your lashes done. Mm-hmm. It's like every, and then like obviously the way you go on at work is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one knows like no one knows like I'm lit. <laughs> so like <laughs> like they could probably have an idea because like oh her nails are done, her lashes are done, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But like I'm there like just acting like I'm like oh I don't go out like. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like obviously to some like the young people, but like, yeah, yeah, like turn up, but like to like other people, like yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, like caravan, what's that? You know? 
No, what's that? No, seriously. I was like, Caravana, no, I don't go there. I don't, what is that? You know? <laughs> so, like, I just don't want attention. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Yo, on that topic, how do you feel about having your coworkers on social media? Mm, I don't know. Probably, I don't like it. I don't think. Unless, like, I knew you prior. Like, for example, at my previous job, one of my co-workers was someone I went to school with mm. so I didn't mind having her on social media and if I know like if we've established like a relationship outside of being co-workers then maybe I'll have you on social media but what's a relationship outside of being co-workers because I have some I've worked with some pretty like cool people that I like I fuck with them but it, you're not going to see me outside of work mm, like 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 I have a few co-workers from my previous job like I would go out to dinner with them and we would like share things about like our lives that normal co-workers I would not share. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I'm trying to think if I tell my business to my workers. Like, I feel like I I hope these people don't buy my shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I don't. Yeah. Like anything, like maybe it's like childish stuff, but like mm. Like, yeah, it's not like honestly. I'm not gonna lie. Some coworkers that I've had have shared yeah. like, deep things with me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going. I'm to not going that level. But, <laughs> yeah, but like I'll share something about my my life, so it seems like I'm not being like cold, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. People think they know your business, but you're saying like I'm saying like something that means like nothing, nothing to me. me. Yeah, but to them, it's like, oh my god, really? Like, wow, that's yeah. so sad, or that's crazy. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um what was your question again? oh yeah having them on social media so if i have like established like a relationship with you then i can have you on social media i don't mind um and like i have to know like you're you're cool like you're not gonna go run and tell my manager or something you know it's not even about your manager like okay like like you could be cool with a co like a co-worker mm-hmm to the or like they're young and they're black or they're whatever and you're like okay like you obviously know you know I'm fine like I don't I'm not like I don't mind if you see a video of me in the club shaking my ass because yeah. I know you go to the club and shake your ass too yeah right but like you know people just have remember I think we've talked about the fact that like you can have a relationship a certain relationship with your coworker, mm-hmm. and you think that you guys are like like besties but yeah. they have another work bestie you know what I'm trying to say uh, so and your okay. work bestie not may not be lit like you so yeah yeah no yeah cause like at my previous job there was one co-worker that honestly I I think she was like someone that I was really really close with um but like I would never in my life have her on social media mm-hmm. just because I think she's at like a different spot in her life than where I am like she's older she just had a child like mm-hmm. you know um and like she just thinks very differently about the world than i like compared to me mm-hmm. so i wouldn't have her on social media only because i feel like she would judge me mm-hmm. but i still feel like she's someone that i could talk to and like you know have like a like a relationship with outside of work but like i w- would never have her on social media you know what I feel like my, I don't know, I feel like social media is just so interesting because I was speaking with somebody and he was like, um, ugh, I don't know what we were talking about, but he was basically saying like, you know, he doesn't really like 
to go out that much but like he wasn't being like judgmental like he's just saying like yeah. you know it's not really his thing like if he wants to have fun like he'll probably like go to dinner or like something like that he's not gonna go to the club and pop bottles type shit right yeah. so and i was saying like you know me like i like to go out like yeah. and he's like yeah, i could tell by your instagram right and i'm like okay like he's like yeah like um you know, when I was looking at your Instagram, I'm like, yo, this girl likes to go out, type shit, right? And I'm just, I'm like, no, he's like, this girl's always out. And in my head, I'm like, I'm actually not always out. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, like, when you told me you're doing your PhD, like, I was really, like, really, like, shocked or whatever, because, you know, like, you, you should, like, a lot of us, we, he's like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm guilty of this too, like, we judge a book by its cover, so, like, yeah. whatever. And then in my head, I'm like, like, but what about my cover, like, what about my cover, Nikki, like, is contradictory to me doing my PhD, like, so yeah. because I go to the club, I can't write a paper, like, I, I don't, to me, like, I can't, because I am all these things, it's hard for me to understand why people can't understand that. Like, do you think that all your professors and your doctors and your nurses and all these people, do you think they don't have a life? Like, no, but that's how a lot of people think. But that's weird. It is weird, yeah. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I'm guilty of thinking like that, too. Like, I wouldn't think that my doctor, like, turns up like that with his family. Like, I wouldn't even think that. Yeah, but, like, he probably see, does. Because you're seeing him as your doctor, right? Yeah. But this guy's seeing me as, like, a per- Like, he's trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing me as a woman. So yeah. you're not seeing me as a PhD student. You, you saw me and... You liked what you saw and then you start to ask me about myself and then I told you I'm doing yeah. my PhD. So yeah. what like you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like so why why why? <laughs> mm, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I feel like when when people like perceive you a certain way at first, like first impression, that's like what they become with. But then it makes me question, like, I don't know how to explain this. Okay. So I feel like there's I have like two kind of types. Like one that's probably better for me and one that's probably not good for me, but they can both be trash. So I have like a type that's like, you know the type of niggas I like, like like they're on some <laughs> Yeah. They're on some whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um they're on shit. So then and then I have like this other type, like a God fearing man, like an older man, like a calm man, like a wise man. Yeah. Man that like has money. Yeah. Those type of niggas, right? And and I feel like when the, the, my second type tries to talk to me, I question his, and then they say things like, oh, like, cause I know I'm like skin out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I like to go out. And then they make comments about that. To me, it makes me question like, what type of man are you and what are your intentions here? Because if you're looking at me thinking that I'm a certain way because of how I dress and because I go out, but then on the other hand, you're saying you're a man of God and you're humble and you don't like to go out and all yeah. these things. So what do you want with me? Oh, true. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And then, so I'm just like, why are you here? Like, that's very true. Why are you here? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, I know that I'm intelligent. I know that, like, I have, like, all of this. Is, I'm not even going to say I have two sides to me. I'm going to say all of this is me. Like, <laughs> I will write a, I will literally write a 50 page paper and then go shake my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I'll literally listen to Kurt Franklin and then listen to burn a boy mm-hmm. so like i know that i'm all of these things yeah. but you don't know that you're only seeing the burner boy and shaking my ass yeah. so what what do you want with me you know yeah. and then like the other type is like anyway but yeah i just always wonder that like you're a man of god and you sing at church so and you're basically telling me you think i'm you know 
goals and the questions you can ask. So why do you feel like you want to talk to me? True. <laughs> That's a very good question. I don't know. People always want what they can have or what they should, or what they think they shouldn't have. Oh, no, it's hard to be multifaceted. <laughs> I I just want like I I like do do niggas like me exist? Like, cause okay, you see how I feel like it's I don't know if this is wrong of me to say, but I feel like it's more likely to encounter a woman who's like either like a doctor or like a lawyer or whatever, who's also like kind of lit. Um, in comparison to encountering a black man in Canada or in Toronto that is like like mm. and is um also lit. No, sorry, is lit and like but also like you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't know, I feel like it's harder for them to be both. Like I feel like they kinda have to choose between one or the other, especially within like context. They don't. I like I have, like, I don't want to expose, but I know somebody who's literally both. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like, the likelihood of, like, you finding a man that's both versus a woman, like, obviously it's a lot. You'll see a lot more women who are both mm-hmm. compared to men because I feel like it's harder for them, men, to be both. You know? Why is that? Because, like, I feel like if you're, I don't know how you describe, like, that <laughs> but if you're like that, um, I don't know. I feel like if I don't know how to explain this, but if you get caught for certain things, like like the perspective that other people will have of you would be like the, they'd be less willing to change that perspective. I, I get what you're trying to say. I was gonna say the same thing. I feel like everybody in society puts black men in a box yeah it's like you're either you're a hood nigga yeah. you're from the suburbs or you're nerdy you're this like mm-hmm. it's not like like okay i i'm nerdy and i'm from that's why I like when people say i want a hood nigga i want a hood nigga like mm-hmm. you want a nigga that sells drugs or do you want a nigga that's from the hood mm-hmm. because not every man from the hood is what you think of like what you are saying a hood nigga is yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like for me like if i like if i say i like hood niggas it's not i want a nigga that is a felon it's yeah. that like i feel like people from the hood their mindset is different it's different the yeah. way that they think about life is different even like simple things like simple simple things like um even just like not even finessing but i feel like as black people like we kind of need to like work through the system like you know what i mean like like for example something simple like, like i have a friend that grew up in the hood like never left whatever and like let's say like we're going somewhere and it's either we pay like it's paid parking yeah like she's not gonna pay oh yeah she's just gonna I be like, like too, she's yeah. gonna be like okay like if you get a ticket we get a ticket yeah but I then like, like i'm like that too, honestly yeah you are like that but i feel like um like a lot of my friends from suburbs like they're gonna pay for the ticket mm. you know what i mean or like I feel like people from the hood are more likely to like bargain like for like a price. Like if we get a taxi, like yo, let's get a flat mm-hmm. rate, like shit like that. Yeah, like, they're less willing to like take like what someone says. Yeah, like, fact. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or like even like I just feel like people from the hood, they're not like scary, and that has nothing to do with like Sorry, what? Did like they're not scary. Like they don't move like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like do you know what I mean? Like, I'm scared of this, I'm scared of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. oh, we're gonna get in trouble. Like, they're not thinking mm, about that. Like, it's, yeah. like, I, like, let's go. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? 
Yeah. So that's what that's what I like. Cause I I definitely feel like I'm I feel like I'm like that. But I feel like I like to be respectful of my surra- respectful of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. At least I try. But like when I'm lit, I'm like, yo, you guys are moving scary. Like, come on, let's go. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah. I feel obviously I feel like I have like you know some things like I'll move scary, some things I won't. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like that's what that's what I say when I like I don't want my nigga to be like scary. Like I don't want my nigga to say, oh yeah, we might get in trouble. Are you dumb? Like yeah, like why are you scared? Like I'm not mad. Why are you scared? <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a crazy statement to me. No, as a man, are you scared? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I get that. What was what were we talking about? How did we get here? Oh, okay. How did we get here though? Oh, I said that somebody was judging me based off of my Instagram. Oh, okay. And yeah. then I said, "What does he want with me? He's a judge, nigga." Yeah. And then yeah, here we are. Anyway. Anyways. And this week. Um, episode we're gonna talk about uh, breaking cycles <laughs> and I guess how we have broken cycles or haven't um yeah you wanna you wanna fall back into your old ways or yeah falling back into your old ways okay trying what, to incorporate a new one cycle living. that I would say that I definitely broke is like falling off because like yeah i feel like a lot of people like and honestly guys like smoking is killing our people like seriously like we actually as a like okay i'm not gonna sit here and say i never bottle up like i definitely do like if i'm going out but like for me to really sit here and be like oh let me go bottle by myself like no or let me bottle like every week or even like every other week like no like like if I'm going literally it's like only if I'm with people or I'm going out like it's like you know what I mean um but and like also like I can say no too I feel like before it was like I was always bottled up and then like it's like if I go out like I'm bottled up like all the time type shit so I feel like and then like you know there'll be times where like you'll stop you'll say you stop for a couple of weeks or like a month and then you start again but like I was I don't even know how I stopped I think I just stopped I'm just like this is not good, mm-hmm. and like it just it's just not good for you. Like it definitely triggers stuff. Definitely it's triggers like if you have like any underlying like mental health, which mm-hmm. all of us fucking do. Like and the thing is, it's not even that. I feel like it's be- like a lot of the time people within our community use it as like a source of like comfort, or they use it to like get by. You know, if they're going through something difficult, they're going to use that to be able to like get to their the next point of their life or the next stage of their life but which i think is an, an issue it's an addiction and i feel like i feel like you're framing it like that but like a lot of people who smoke all the time don't they don't they just like oh yeah like you ball up like yeah i'm with the mm-hmm. nana i'm with the yada whatever mm-hmm. like we're just balling up like and i'm sure it starts off like that where it's just like something to do to socialize but like once it gets to the point where like you're doing it by yourself because you can't cope then i think it's a, a problem like you're smoking a full backwards to your face yeah and there's grabber in there you don't you don't you think that's not good for you like never in my life have i ever first of all never in my life have i ever smoked a backwards on myself because that is just some crackhead behavior i'm not even judging but like seriously like 
Yeah. And then, like, on top of that, like, the whole thing, on top of that, more than one, like, damn, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, even, I've never even smoked, like, a, I've never even smoked, like, a full spoken in myself. Like, I, even in my days of, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'll just, like, roll, like, a thing, like, so small, or if I, if, the, if it's a big thing, like, I'll just dash the rest, because, like, or if I'm saving it, it'll take me, like, three times to, like, finishing but i'm not saying i'm better than anyone because at the day i shouldn't have been bothered about but in general like my whole point is that's a cycle that i successfully broke in what's a what's a cycle that you successfully broke um hmm, i think um the one that i broke would be i feel like a lot of people in my family even like you know some of my cousins as well tend to like do things or like speak without thinking Mm -hmm. so like say they're angry they're very quick to like tell you about yourself or like speak out on your name Mm -hmm. um, if they're angry you know they may not necessarily say things that they mean but they're just trying to get like that anger out like that's a cycle that I definitely have broken because I feel like especially when I was younger I would I had like honestly I don't (laughs) think I realized that I had anger issues because I was very like pleasant and like people would classify me as like being very nice you know Mm -hmm. but like once someone pissed me off like I would either physically like do something to them or like tell them with my words and like say things like out of line like crazy stuff Mm -hmm. um like I remember there was one time I feel like I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Is it like that when you slapped the girl in the face. Yeah, it was my neighbor, <laughs> and I used to hang out with her all the time. She was a year older than me, and we were playing with her Nintendo Switch, and I think we were like taking turns. And then I think it was my turn. She's like, "No, I'm not letting you play." And then I'm like, "Why? Like it's my turn?" And she's like, "Oh, because it's mine. Like if you want Nintendo Switch, you should, you should go get one yourself." Or something. She made like a rude comment, and I felt like it was so like. It wasn't warranted what she said and i was like what did i do to you for you to like say this to me you know what i mean so then that like that the fact that she said something to me without me actually provoking her was like okay you deserve something you know so i slapped her and then i i left like i always felt justified in doing what i did because i felt <laughs> like you shouldn't be talking to me like this because i had no you had like i gave you no reason for you to talk to me like this you know what i mean mm-hmm. does that make sense so I would react out of anger. And I still get angry to this day for things that like I feel like um, people are doing to me that I didn't give them a reason to do, you know? But like I feel like now I'm like thinking in my head, okay, like let me actually take a breather and like not get angry and like really think what I'm saying what I'm going to say next through before I actually give them a response. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people in my family were very are very quick to anger or they'll say things that they don't mean mm-hmm. because you know they feel like you know you're doing something that's so unprovoked like what did i do to you to deserve this kind of treatment you know what i mean so i think that's definitely a cycle that i broke in um and yeah the anger part i haven't broken i still get angry but it's just like the being very quick to like show someone say things that um like rude or disrespectful out of anger mm-hmm. yeah i hear you still 
and that's another thing that I <laughs> it's funny because I kind of lost my temper this weekend but it's okay <laughs> I was drunk but like that's another thing too I feel like I used I feel like I knew because like people would tell me and like I knew and I was always like I always had a problem like when I was younger like, I was always mad about something but like I actually like had a temper like mm-hmm. I don't know and it's weird because like when you have a temper like you feel yourself having a temper and you know you have a temper mm-hmm. and you know you're being extra you know you're being mixed up but like it's just like you just can't stop like yeah you literally feel like you can't stop and like in the moment it feels good in the moment it feels like they are getting exactly what they deserve yeah you know like, you- and it's, it's not until you you like um reflect I feel like you've seen that you're like really i don't think so when huh huh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. That was that was like an example of me losing my temper and like me feeling bad about myself after. Yeah. It's like she said you did. Well, okay. I still think that. I don't even honestly. I don't understand. No, I think I got mad for a a good reason, but like I feel like, like I. I feel like you could have handled it better, but I feel like you were like you were justified in being that angry. No, I feel like I feel like. I feel like. (laughs) I feel like you definitely could have handled that way better. I feel like. I feel like I was very patient until I couldn't. And I feel like all the patience that I had, it was like I was <laughs> I was losing my temper for all the patience that I had yeah. prior. You yeah, know what like I'm trying to say? It was say? bubbling up and it, it was just a bubbling up. But then at the same time, it's not that person's fault because they in their head probably didn't know that I was being so patient. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I didn't say anything. Yeah. So. Of course, looking back, I I don't know if I'm big enough to say that I could have handled the situation better because I definitely feel like I was warranted in losing my temper. I don't give a fuck about what they think. I give a fuck about how I feel about myself. Yeah. And I feel like I don't need to be losing my temper like that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make me feel good about myself to look back. Like, obviously, I don't want to make people feel bad, but sometimes yeah. people have to feel bad. But I, I, feel, I feel bad for... Getting out of character. Getting out of character, yeah. That's fair. I and dragging it. Like what you know say? Yeah. yeah. I feel like bad it for could it. have been handled a lot earlier if you had said something. Exactly. Maybe if you had like a really like a real But at the same time I can't control people's behavior. Like yeah. Sometimes you could talk to people nice, you could talk to people rude and they're still gonna be themselves and do what they wanna do. Yeah, they're not gonna so to that's what I'm saying, I don't really give character. A, yeah, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> I don't really give a fuck about the other person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think anytime I lost my temper, it's like I give a fuck about the other person. It's more like, cause obviously you like obviously you've done something. It's just that I didn't have to lose my temper. <laughs> no, you get what I'm trying to say. Like I don't think yeah. I've ever lost my temper for like a dumb reason, yeah. unless like I'm drunk. But like it's like yeah. you're doing something really fucking stupid. But at the same time, I don't need to lose my temper. Yeah. I can either ignore you or I can talk to you in a respectful way, in a stern and respectful way. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But like, yeah. you disrespect. I'm I'm matching your energy. Don't get mad because my energy is more advanced. But <laughs> it's more like I need to do better for myself. You know? Yeah. I don't know if that's a bad way to think, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've been doing a lot better. <laughs> I feel like another one. <gasps> Sorry. So okay. excuse me. Ooh, I feel like another one that I think you can relate to as well, or that we both can relate to, is um, 
breaking the cycle of not being like the savior I feel like it's specifically for my family any time that they come to me with issues or problems I felt in the past that like I had an obligation to like fix the problem mm-hmm. and like if I couldn't fix the problem I would feel so bad about it. like myself. you're not a good friend yeah when really like I can't like be everything to everybody you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I feel like that was something that I had to like break and that was something that I had to unlearn mm-hmm. and I feel like I learned it from both my mom and my grandmother because my grandmother was the eldest girl out of 10 children mm-hmm. and she brought her whole family here from Guyana mm-hmm. um, so obviously she felt obligated to like have to take care of them you know if they're new immigrants to a new country and she mm-hmm. one that brought them here so I felt like she had a lot of pressure um, and then my mom was the eldest of three and I felt like she had a lot of pressure being the eldest um, so I feel like there was things or like certain characteristics that like I learned from them that I thought like was normal you know and I feel like you know I internalized it because every time someone would come to the issue I'm like okay like how I'd be like okay how I would make it my problem too like how are we gonna fix it together you know when really it could still be how are we gonna fix it together but I don't have to fix it for you you know I can give you suggestions on how you can fix it yourself and that's still me trying to help you and we can that's still me trying to fix it with you but it's not me fixing it for you you know that makes sense yeah like that's definitely something I had to unlearn because it was messing up my mental health to feel like I had to do everything for everybody. Yeah, and it's funny because, um, like, I feel like I have that problem too. And you know what? That's also a savior complex. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, as much as it, it neg- negatively affects you, like, it's also a little bit of like, I'm not saying your mom or your grandma, but like, mm-hmm. for me, and I think for a lot of people, like, mm-hmm. it also sometimes turns into, like, a savior com- a complex. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm always helping everyone. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know? I'm trying not to do that, too. So. Or even, like, like, or even, um, so say you do, do, do a lot of things for someone and then they end up, like, betraying you or something. And then you'll say, look at all the things I did for you. But really, like, that's not a reason for them to, like, be good to you. Because you, you know what I mean? Like, be good to you because they want Because they want you, not because you did so many things for them. So, yeah. And also, too, like, I feel like I'm, I'm on this, like, whole thing of, like, trying to put myself first. Yeah. And I feel like I talk a lot about it. But then I have to sometimes ask myself, like, are you actually putting yourself first? Yeah, that's true. Because... I feel like I, in certain aspects, like I feel like I'm saying no to things, mm-hmm. but then sometimes I'll still end up doing it. And I feel like when you say no to something mm-hmm. and then you still do it, even mm-hmm. if somebody loves you, it it's teaching them that you can either be convinced or... Or that you have weak boundaries. Yeah. And yo, I feel like the boundaries, like having boundaries... It's like okay I feel like people with boundaries or that naturally have boundaries are lit because mm-hmm. when you don't have boundaries and you try to establish them especially in pre-existing relationships mm-hmm. like it's fucked because even people that will tell you like yo sis do better and I'm guilty of this too like you're telling your friend or your man or whoever like 
yo sis do better you need to have boundaries mm-hmm. but at the same time you are low-key benefiting from that person not having boundaries yeah so you're it's like you're like you're saying yeah sis have boundaries but not with me though like subconsciously yeah, you know what i mean because yeah. when you start like when you don't have boundaries and you start trying to establish boundaries people at first they think you're dissing yeah it's like i'm not dissing i'm just putting myself first but Mm -hmm. because i'm not usually like this you're gonna take it like personally Mm -hmm. and that's hard to navigate especially people who don't have boundaries they probably don't like confrontation Mm -hmm. so like if you don't like confrontation you're not gonna wanna go through that and everyone's guilty of that i'm guilty of that too to establish boundaries as an adult stuff so so tough so tough but it has to be done (laughs) um what do you think is um a cycle that like you're actively trying to break but that hasn't been broken yet (laughs) hasn't been fully broken yet but like you're still like hammering away well i definitely feel like what i just said is one of them oh um boundaries boundaries and like putting like putting other people before me mm-hmm. and then when that's like i'll just share because whatever it's kind of personal but i feel like um when if you've ever been in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. um like abuse is a cycle so mm-hmm. you like you experience like nobody explain like if you're with somebody who's abusive like they didn't start abusing you from the first day oh yeah like even if they started abusing you from the second day like the first day was probably super fucking lit yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's and i feel like this this is what abusers do like they will treat you really good like they'll love on you and then they'll treat you like shit and then every once in a while they might give you a glimpse of how it was before Mm -hmm. so then you're just like oh this is lit but then like it's actually fucking not you know what i mean so it's a cycle Mm -hmm. so when you've been through something like that you obviously promise you're like you keep promising yourself i'm not going back i'm not going back Mm -hmm. and then like you might keep going back to the same person but then eventually like you probably will leave that person but then you might get into a new situation um and because you all you know like you know that you that was a cycle of abuse mm-hmm. and you know that it wasn't good for you but that's all you know yeah you so now a healthy exactly like you know what it's supposed to like you know what it's supposed to be like but you don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. what you it feels like it. yeah right so you so you're thinking like okay this is better than the last one so this isn't abusive but like it's still abusive it's just different and it, it's just different and <laughs> yeah. it's and now it's it's easier for you to tolerate yeah right mm-hmm. so it's hard and you promise like you promise yourself again you're not you're never gonna mm-hmm. go in that and i feel like it's hard for the people around you to understand and to sympathize after a certain point because they're like you already told you to get out of the mm-hmm. situation like mm-hmm. whatever whatever but like how to explain it like there's like being a abusive relationship is a cycle but continue like once you once you enter a first abusive like relationship like i feel like then you're just in a cycle of like that you're trying to escape of being in an abusive relationship because there's a lot that you're gonna tolerate yeah like i feel like even if you do get into a situation that's not abusive like somebody who's been in an abusive relationship versus somebody who has not 
if they both meet a man who is a good man and he's not abusive but there's certain things about him that are just irritating like i feel like it would be more likely to be a deal breaker for the person that hasn't been in an abusive relationship because versus the person who has you know what i'm trying to say yeah because they are in a cycle whether they've left that person or not like you're still kind of in a cycle of trying to um differentiate like what's acceptable and what's not because you're acceptable and tolerable is way different than everyone else's because you've accepted and tolerated a lot it's like at a lower almost lower standard exactly yeah so it's it's difficult so i'll say that's something that like even when you get out of situations like it's hard not to get back into another situation like that because that's what you're like it's normal to you like you're telling your friends this and like you know it's fun and you felt like it made you feel bad in the moment but then like an hour later a day later a week later you're just like okay because you're used to it it's a cycle you know and you know what that makes me think about it makes me think about like how we as black people have like intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and how like you could be going to your friends going to your your family and telling them about the abuse that's happening but they don't even recognize that it's abuse so they're telling you to stay they're telling you it's fine Mm -hmm. because they haven't recognized they're still in that cycle they're they're even with their abuser still yeah so they don't (laughs) yeah they don't even recognize that like this is unhealthy or this is something that like they shouldn't be in because they've never seen otherwise you know so I don't know, I think that's wild. Generational cycles and curses and shit are, are a thing too, right? They're a big thing. It's so sad. I feel like, oh, it's just so, like, I feel like we as black people deal with so much and, like, it's just so sad. Like, I don't want to say it's so sad, but, like, it is so sad. It is. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like other races don't have to deal with some of they don't like of course there's there's um other races experience things in relation to their race or their ethnicity or their religion and things like that and i'm not negating that but i feel like anti-blackness is like everybody's anti-black yeah everybody does like hates black people everybody fetishizes black people everybody appropriates our culture like we even do it to each other like that that that's how much the world hates black people to the point where they have us hating each other and hating ourselves you know what i'm trying to say so anti-blackness anti-blackness is at like the root of like all societal societal institutions like like bro there's just so many things that you don't even think about that is rooted in anti-blackness so um i think a cycle that i've tried to break that's been really hard for me to break is um just being like or just procrastinating i think like i'm i don't want to say i'm lazy because i don't think i'm lazy but i just wait until last minute to do almost everything yeah and you need that pressure i need the pressure that's an adhd thing really yeah like i read that like and it's like you have the, you have something to do, but you need that like pressure to be able to do it. And it's like you have something like me, like if I let's say I have to write a paper, 
like I need like like let's say my paper is due in three days mm-hmm. like I need like four days because I need one day to not do anything in order to do something <laughs> the next day yeah like I can't just like do my work like I need to yeah. like just I need one day that I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I'm trying to say yeah no literally and I feel like honestly I don't even know if this is correct but I feel like my best work comes from me being like stressed about it but I feel like you don't know what your work is outside of that because you're always stressed yeah no but there's been like obviously I don't procrastinate with every single thing I do and there's been times when I've set out like okay I'm gonna do this this time I'm gonna set an early deadline for myself so that I don't feel pressure it's not 100% of the time but I feel like anytime I do that I don't get like the same result I feel like the result is different you sure? I think so or is it that you have high standards for yourself? I don't know I feel like it's it's always di- I feel like that pressure just adds a little bit of parsley something seasoning yeah like Did you I, say it always ends like I always like if it was school I always end up with like the best marks when I'm stressed or like when um like I don't know things just make sense when I'm stressed and I feel like it's because I don't know like if I were to like um explain it to myself or try and explain it I feel like it's because like I work best under chaos like I just like chaos around me when I'm working I don't know if that makes sense but yeah I feel like a a cycle that I need to break is definitely procrastination um I feel like I've honestly gotten better with work because I feel like it's really hard to procrastinate if like you have like especially with my job you have to like see kids like in person i can't like do something last minute because you can tell you know so honestly i it's it's i've been trying to get better and i feel like i've gotten a little bit better but still it's like i feel like it's like a cycle too or it's not even a cycle sorry i feel like once i procrastinate like the next two weeks i'm gonna be procrastinating with every single thing Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like so like I'll be good for like three weeks I'll be like getting my deadlines doing things early but then once I procrastinate with one it's thing it just like Spirals. the next three weeks is like fuck I'm not doing anything like I'm just gonna wait last minute for everything you know yeah anyway break that cycle yeah I'm trying I'm trying whatever whatever your cycle is try to break it yeah Break the cycle before the cycle breaks you. Because <laughs> it will break you. It will break you, man. It will. Any last thoughts? Um. No. Um. <laughs> let's see. Last thoughts. Um. Ooh. If you don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't even know, like, what type of cycle they're in. Mm-hmm. So they don't even recognize that they need to break it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like for those people, I don't identify know what would you what identify would you your cycle then break it. I know, but how would you even identify it if like you're talk, not even aware? Talk to yourself. Yeah, like sometimes you have to just really like. Sometimes it takes other people saying things, saying things, yeah. Like and it will hurt your feelings at first because you're like what. Like, Why are you what talking are you talking to myself? About? Yeah. And then sometimes you just realize things about yourself. Yeah. Like, even that whole example I gave about, like, the cycle thing, like, nobody has, like, 
you really like maybe they've said it in other ways but i think that's a realization i'm going to to myself like even like the putting other people before me like people have said it but like when you're the one that's putting other people before you nobody knows how much you're actually doing it uh, um other than you yeah. because you don't know the fact that i actually don't want to do this or the fact that i like i had to like like do 15 things to be able to make this possible mm-hmm. and like you like you're not seeing that so you're not really appreciating what i'm doing yeah. and then that's making me cheese now because i'm like i didn't have to do this i couldn't even do it i killed myself to do it mm-hmm. and you're not seeing that yeah so but then at the same time you can't always ex- like it's just i don't know you just have to you just have to really sit down with yourself sometimes mm-hmm. and like get in tune with, I feel like if you get in tune with your feelings mm-hmm. you will get in tune with what cycles because mm-hmm. all of the cycles that you and I both are talking about is related to our feelings yeah sorry our feelings because mm-hmm. your, your whole procrastinating thing is like you feel stressed so like you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then like me like um for the like the whole cycle of like anyway but yeah like it's about your feelings like even like losing my temper like it's like love losing my temper like it's like i feel mad so i'm doing this and then afterwards i feel bad bad, right so like Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay every time i get mad and i yell at somebody i feel bad after yeah and i know that doesn't even feel good but i keep doing it that means i'm stuck in a cycle Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like also like going off of what you said i feel like a lot of people who are still in cycles and maybe don't recognize it are seeing themselves back in the same situation over and over and over again and i feel like at that point you need to sit down with yourself and say how do i not get here again like i need to be doing something differently because obviously what i'm doing i'm getting the same i'm getting the exact same results so now i need to try something different so that hopefully i can get a more different result in the future yeah for sure anyway this has been your girl and Dish, Dark and Lovely Pod. Bye!